Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys have had a great week so far. You're in for a treat with this guest this week. But before I introduce our guest, I want to let you know that there's some amazing guests coming up too. So this one today is killer. Absolutely. Um, But just, I mean, for the next three or four weeks, I mean, you're just going to be bombarded with awesome, awesome content. So if you want to stay up to date with all of that and not miss anything, please follow me either uh, on my newsletter. You can sign up for that at daltonkjensen.com or you can shoot me a text. You know, just text podcast to 801-441-3705. Don't do it while you're driving, but if you need that number again, it's 801-441-3705. Those are the two best ways to keep up with the podcast. Everything else is kind of iffy right now, but uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, on Facebook or LinkedIn, absolutely. Dalton K. Jensen on all of those platforms. So With all that being said, let me introduce Scott Howard, who's the owner of Realscape Media, who offers VR tours, uh, not only for houses, but for businesses. And we talked about like the metaverse and how businesses will interact in the future and how VR, AR is going to be part of that, how you can virtually walk through someone's brick and mortar store on their website. It was absolutely phenomenal. I loved, loved the ideas from this. So Uh, We did record this online. There were some spots that were jumpy, so uh, just bear with us through this recording. But Scott Howard was absolutely phenomenal. It was a great conversation we had. And make sure that you share it with your friends and please enjoy. Thank you so much. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. All right, Scott, we're live, homie. I uh, thank you so much for joining me. First of all, I really appreciate you being here and, and taking the time. Oh yeah, pleasure. Absolutely. Now you're um, the owner of Realscape Media, right? That's right. Um, you've you've been doing this for a year, but you the business has been in for a year. You've been doing it longer than that, right? Why don't you give right. us your kind of story of how it started? um what what you do and everything like that sure um it really started because i was bored just it was that simple i was so i used to work in banks um investigating financial crime money laundering that sort of thing very buttoned wow. up corporate kind of thing yeah it's okay. uh not as cool as it sounds it was a lot of just yeah. looking at spreadsheets um and so i did various things while i was working those jobs to kind of keep my mind occupied just because I was so bored. And um, back in, let's see, it would have been 2018, I suppose. Yeah. Or 2019. It's 2019. Um, I was working at a bank and just, it wasn't great. So I was, I was bored and I, my wife and I were looking for a home at that time. And we went to a few and, you know, the pictures would look good online and then we'd get there and the layout kind of sucked. So there'd be a bedroom by the front door or there would be some other weird feature or whatever. And it started to irritate me that I'd be wasting all my time going to look at these houses that I knew I was never going to even consider. The precursor to what is now Realscape Media, I started to create just basic 2D black and white floor plans for realtors to to put on their listings so people could see there's a bedroom by the front door or something (laughs) and not waste their time going to see that one and not waste their agent's time. But I couldn't sell that. For nothing. <laughs> I couldn't give it away. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And so offering and then, the floor plans to kind of show okay. 
what the layout was. And nobody and nobody would buy that. Like nobody, no nope. realtor would buy the. Did he, I don't know. I feel nope. like that would be like, all right, well, yeah, just throw it in there or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I I really practically couldn't give it away, so I kind of pivoted <laughs> to doing three D renderings of pre-built. Okay. So I'd get uh, multifamily buildings, um, blueprints, and I would make a rendering, kind of an artist conception of what it would look like after you know it's built. And uh, did that for a little while. People, you know, people liked that, you know, because then they could sell apartments before they even put a shovel in the dirt. Um, but there wasn't really enough work to keep me busy on that. So I kept pivoting, kept pivoting. Yep. So I started doing the real estate photography for a commercial yeah, yeah. broker and started getting into the 3D side of things. Discovered I actually really liked doing the 3D side of things and just yeah. kept going um, with it. And I've done some pretty cool projects in that. Okay, that's really cool. So you you start, you realize that there's kind of some, because there is, like there's some lacking in the in the real estate industry where I've noticed that, like when I've been looking for houses or something, like I've noticed that it's a real problem. There it is. That's okay. Oh, Cause goodness. I mean, it's a really good metaphor for life and business because you just have to roll with the punches. Um, you do have to just roll with the punches though. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that this kicks back up, but I, I really, I really like that idea that you started to do this, but let me, let me ask you a question. What happened when you wanted to go? So you're in, you're in banking, like you, you were, I mean, uh, investigating financial crime is really just auditing, right? Sort of. Yeah. It's, it's open source intelligence and forensic accounting more than anything. Yeah. Did you go to school for accounting? No. Oh, really? <laughs> Nope. How'd you end up in there? <laughs> uh, that was an accident too. I was studying, I was at a university in California, actually doing a, a master's program um, in non-proliferation and terrorism studies. So basically nukes oh, wow. and terrorists is what I was studying. And the financial crime aspect is a, is a big part of that. Um, and okay. so I just kind of studied that as part of the program and sort of fell into the jobs with the banks. Wow. That's a so what? I, that's the name of the degree. I don't know a lot of names of degrees. <laughs> hey, how you doing there? I just wanted to take a quick second and introduce myself. My name is Dre Raka. That's D-R-E-R-A-W-K-A. Yes, that is my legal first and last name. Don't at me. And I wanted to welcome you to my podcast, two of them. I have the Unrestricted Show with me, Dre Raka, and that's where I get to sit down with some of my friends and we chat about life. We chat about new businesses, just everything with me and my homies. And then I also have my other podcast called the Isolation 20 Podcast, where it is mostly just me and we talk about different things from sports to uh, movies. And of course, the Are You Dumb moment where I give somebody 15 seconds of fame for being completely dumb. And, you know, I sprinkle in some pranks in there. We have a lot of fun on that podcast. So definitely come on over and uh, give me a listen. Give me a, a, a try, trial version, if you will. Allrock.com is where you can find me. That's A-L-L-R-A-W-K.com. And I hope you have the day you deserve. Yeah. Non-proliferation terrorism studies. That's the name of the degree. Wow. Where, what school is that for? <laughs> um, the school is now called the Middlebury Institute of International Studies. Um, M-I-I-S. Okay. We call it MIS for short. Okay. Ms. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow, that's that would seem so focused. Like you wouldn't go to a state school to go into something oh, no. like that. You know, no, there's I mean? only like 800 people at the school, you know, very small, very focused. Wow. Holy cow. That's crazy. Okay. So that makes sense. So you get into financial banking to kind of, yeah, because a lot of it has to do with money laundering and things like that. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and to just kind of get out of the monotony you you start doing all of these things like photography and renderings and things how did you know how to do that was that part of your schooling or was that just a hobby you picked up i taught myself i i saw something that i considered to be a need and i taught yeah. myself how to fill it okay so um i really cool. had no no background in photography or anything but you know, just go for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just go for it. Um, what did you do to kind of teach yourself these skills? Did, was it YouTube University? Did you have a mentor or a friend that kind of led you there? Or were you just, or did you just wake up one day and like, I'm going to go do 3D <laughs> renderings and photography? A lot of it was just trial and error. Yeah. Simple as that. You know, I, I'd practice yeah. on my house or other people's houses. Um, I did watch a few videos. Um, but for the most part, it was just simply trial and error. Yeah. And, and even with photography, you just got to, did you do a lot of research to figure out what, what, what the camera to buy or anything like that? Or did you just start going? Well, the camera itself, initially, I just used the uh, broker's camera. Um, and then oh, when okay. I actually left that brokerage, I just paid him for the camera and took it with me. Oh. So <laughs> there you go. So I didn't really do any, any um, research on, the, on my DSLR. I did a lot of research on the 3D camera that I use um, and okay. actually helped the brokerage to buy it initially before I then bought it from him. Okay. And what brokerage was this? You were working for a real estate company? Yeah, just working for a real estate company. Okay, so, that's cool. And you were just working with them to, to just start doing all of their photography then? Yep. But then there was a bit of a conflict of personality. So we parted ways and and, uh, went out on my own. There you go. Right on. So now, so now you're here. Tell us everything that you do with what does Realscape Media do? Like what are the services you offer? (laughs) So Realscape Media, we offer a lot of services, but what we do is we really focus on 3D. So we do real estate photography. We do videography, drone photography and videography, all that stuff. Just to yeah. me, that's just sort of kind of the basics, what you need to do. Um, but we really try to focus on the 3D side of things because that's where the world's going. You know, we have meta, we have other virtual worlds. I mean, yeah, the world is going more and more virtual, especially with people working from home and so on. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we focus the 3D and um, a lot of people tend to think that 3D is just for let's sell a house, you know, do a 3D tour of a house and sell it. Mm-hmm. And of course, we've done that. Um, but we started to focus more on businesses for a while. Um, we've done a lot of things like churches and, I mean, retail shops, tire stores, even a bunch of different things, nursing homes. Um, and just kind of found out that it, it's it's a really powerful marketing tool, especially when we combine mm-hmm. it with video. Yeah. Um, you know, and and. For example, I mean, you can you can pass by, you know, drive by the same shops on Main Street in your town, mm-hmm. you know, twice a day, every day for years, and you've never stepped foot in any of them. But with a 3D tour, you know, maybe you're looking for something specific. You see it's one of those shops you've never stepped foot in, but you have a 3D tour of the shop, so you can walk in there virtually. And now you have that familiarity, that kind of mental map of the place. And so it's a lot less it's a lot smaller of a step to actually go in physically. Interesting. And 
what so what are like um so i guess my first question is like what's the pitch for like a like a tire shop to do a virtual <laughs> tour of their tire shop uh tire shops were mostly for remodeling so i would do those for oh, okay, remodeling okay. but for okay, other things okay. like for a nursing home or something it, okay. it really actually depends on on the industry so for nursing homes it's hey you know families of you know of people who might become residents can walk through your nursing home see everything about it see how great it is without ever endangering the actual residents you know with corona and everything else um without mm -hmm. risking that privacy or oh, okay. the, so you can just the illness like yeah okay um and so i mean so there's that um with retail shops you know i can embed videos and things to allow people to actually shop right within the retail shop the the virtual tour so oh, people can walk cool. through kind of like, yeah okay yeah basically get a physical shopping experience virtually like it like kind of like an ar kind of thing um yeah basically so you as you walk through you can look and say oh hey i like that thing click on it it comes up with some of the add info the and the price and stuff and add it to the cart right from the virtual tour no way how yeah. do you say <laughs> that's cool how do you keep it updated or is it just like a or is it just like you know we have all of these SKUs, or is it just kind of like a like a the same kind of experience where i'm scrolling through on on a website and if something's out of stock it says out of stock but exactly but in this case you're just like walking through and and kind of doing like a like a vr ar kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly wow, it so they dude. and the the out of stock things all in the back end of course you know i just link it yeah. you know deep link it inside the tour wow that's insane holy cow that's pretty yeah. cool i was like okay so you can kind of take tours and stuff like that but when you said you can shop with it that's it oh, it gets man. better it gets better all right well all right well keep going then man because that's really so, cool so far <laughs> so let's talk talk more things um so another cool thing that um i like to do is i can make games out of the tour itself so <laughs> okay I can make a tour escape room, you know, so it'll oh, drop you into wow. a certain spot in the tour. You have to figure out clues, click on certain things, answer questions or whatever before you can move on with the tour and so on. Um, wow. With a similar sort of thing, I can make it training. So if you have a, you know, a company you need to train people, you could, I could literally scan, say the factory and people have to go through you know, watch videos about the different stations or answer questions about them or figure out, you know, certain things to get through the training. Oh, wow. So, it so like, in, like an interactive, like. Yeah. <laughs> better than. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It's better than sitting and watching a movie. I'll tell you that. That's true. Yes, it is better. Or sitting in real life watching everything <laughs> yes. or, and just sitting or there. a PowerPoint or somebody standing there talking yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's right, man. So that that's bananas. And OK, so when <laughs> I'm picturing this in my head, you're just on a website and you're just kind of moving through like, Go like, you know, the satellite view of Google Maps or something like that. Or or. Yeah, that's or actually like, one way I describe like, it. OK, OK. Google Maps so you just inside your building. Through yeah okay cool yeah because i'm you know like, how man, google maps kind of like... has that yeah go ahead i was just gonna say i was thinking like oculus like stuff bro you know what i mean you can you're do in that. like you're on like you can do that okay That's yeah you can dope. use oculus 
Um, I just did, in fact, I just did a, a, a scan of a museum and historic building in Idaho and the curator was using an Oculus to walk through it and test it out. Wow. That's awesome. Holy cow. So, that's yeah. crazy. Okay. So, so how did this all evolve? Like you start, you end up, you start with a real estate brokerage. You, you realize like, you know, you can't sell 2d prints. Real realtors don't want them. Uh, and then you move to like full 3d. I mean, what was that process? Like, was it just, you just kept learning and you kept figuring it out and just stumble upon things or what? Basically it's, you know, well, if they don't want 2d, then, then what do they want? Well, maybe they'll want 3d. Yeah. Well, realtors didn't want it because there's cameras that can scan it, but um, architects and uh, developers wanted it because then they could show their buildings before built. But there's, you know, a lot of architects actually provide that service. So there wasn't a lot of space for me to work there because, you know, okay. they would just provide that service with their, you know, their BIM modeling and things. So then it's, okay, what else can I do, you know, in this space? Yeah. And, and I it just, I don't know, you just keep your ears open for opportunities for what people, people are saying, you know, yeah. well, what about, I have this yeah. problem. I have that problem. Um, how can, and then you think, well, how can I solve it? Yeah. Absolutely. That's dude, that's intense. And uh, and the equipment, so you go in there and scan it. I mean, I bet that I'm just thinking like that equipment's not cheap. Well, it's not insanely expensive. Um okay. the equipment I use right yeah. now is yeah. right about six thousand dollars total. Okay. Okay. So I'm not, not horrible. That just blows my mind. But you, now you mentioned earlier in the conversation, because this is one thing that I've had people on the podcast. Um, in all kinds of NFT space and, and blockchain space, crypto. Mm -hmm. um, one of the people I've had on is Harish Latlakar, who is the founder and or co-founder and CEO of a company called Superworld. And they're literally like a virtual real estate company, like virtual, mm -hmm. like metaverse, like legit metaverse. Um, mm -hmm. So what what do you think the application is for you and and are you exploring that as like an avenue to take in all of your you you know to like explore and expound into um it's definitely on my radar um i know there's yeah. several companies that do that verbella and and others who who kind of have the virtual real estate space um yeah. as far as what i'm doing i don't have the technical experience in the company right now to do that however mm. That's where things are going to go. Um, the world, yeah. eventually there's going to be a virtual twin of just about everything in the world. And oh, yeah. those yeah. are going to be made compatible with these fake virtual worlds. Like, I don't want to use the word fake because, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're real virtual worlds. These um, contrived, I guess, contrived virtual worlds that aren't yeah. physical. Right. Um, yeah. I Man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of debate around that. But you, you... I mean, I believe it. I believe that's where it's going. But what mm -hmm. what made you? What kind of change? What what was the light bulb moment? What made it click for you that metaverse, that this kind of space? Because the problem with the world right now in the NFT space is everybody's seeing like, like the NFTs are awesome. Like I love that that space, but it's getting polluted. Like you know, every industry does with charlatans and and people who are just trying to make a quick buck and bounce like that's not what a real the real nft space is 
but it's yeah. funny because um it's funny because like i think that it's the that it's definitely part of the future how do you think this all plays into like like uh marketing businesses or not marketing businesses but like businesses in general having to like use nfts and maybe the metaverse may, and maybe your expertise right how are they going to like put their you know their business on the metaverse because that's what you were talking about earlier in a sense right when people think a virtual tour of it right eventually yes um i believe that eventually um all these businesses any any kind of brick and mortar or anything you can make brick and mortar is going to be brick and mortar in a virtual world how that's all going to shake out i'm not sure whether it's going to be kind of one company controlling or whether it's going to be multiple companies kind of feeding in the same ecosystem i'm not sure um, it's really too early to tell. They're all kind of competing yeah. for the same very nascent industry. Um, yeah. As far as physical world things, um, I mean, eventually those are going to be incorporated into these virtual worlds um, yeah. by whatever means. Um, and, and like <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you look at like Google, I mean, they've already made kind of a, a, a partial virtual world you know it's all the exteriors um yeah the interiors are going to take a lot more time um you know and they change a lot you know and, and things like that but we already have had a virtual world a long time for google earth oh yeah so th- i mean this isn't new it's just new how excited people are getting about it and new how much effort is being put into it um, that's true you're right though. Yeah. They were Google was doing a lot of crazy stuff. I remember do you remember when Google blew up for um the they had a they had their AI phone like answering answering technology? Mm-hmm. So like I remember do that. you remember that video where yeah. they were like calling into the salon and it sounded like a real person and they and the and they scheduled a hair appointment right then and even the the AI, what was what blew me away was the AI was like, yeah, let me check that real quick. Hold on, and then she, and then you know how like we on the phone were like do to do or like like she was making these noises like a human would make, and I was yep. like, that is so freaky, dude. I was like, that's crazy, man. It was AI bananas. is still a nascent industry too. It's yeah. we have a long way to go for for both of these, um, yeah, AI and three D, AI, three D, blockchain all that stuff, man, like, like meta, you know, metaverse. Um, I don't know what Facebook's. We're using stone tools right now. Yeah. For all of those. We really only have stone (laughs) tools. Um, and that's the best kind of imagery because it's just so early. Right. And that's what, that's why everybody, you know, I have a lot of people in the, you know, uh, who are just very like bearish on, on the NFT space, the blockchain space. Or like crypto, right? Because here's what bugs me about about this, and I'm gonna riff a little bit on this for a second. Sure. Like my what really, what really like gets me going is like the fact that people are are bailing on crypto because, of course, like some people are trying to turn crypto into like this forex trading or like this mm-hmm. day trading. And I'm like, that's not guys. You're missing. Like this is blockchain is not about day trading or like day you know crypto trading and like all of this stuff like nfts aren't about making a jpeg and selling it for millions of dollars like 
this it's more it's more inclusive than that it's more creative than that and you know and it's more like versatile than that like we just you know unfortunately we get a lot of these people who see an opening and they just start abusing it but really like nfts and that kind of technology like in my mind it's like smart contracts if people actually knew what an nft was and they understood like smart contracts i think more people would be bullish on it and i think to your point if we understood like you know i think covid does a really good example of this cuz when you're te- when you're telling people like you can walk into the store virtually and not be at risk for dying on the way there or contracting <laughs> yep. covid night or whatever happens right Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's no more for the most part, right? There's no more in that scenario. There's very little theft because there's no, there's nothing to take. Like, <laughs> you can't, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yep. why wouldn't you embrace that? I think that's awesome, man. It's, I think it's cool. And I, and by the way, I think when people, I think people get nervous about this because they, they're like, you know, we're losing this human connection. And I think if we do it right, if we play this right, uh, it opens up more time for human connection because you can shop. You know what I mean? You can run your whole store in this 3D metaverse from Aruba and meet yeah. whoever you want. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Or like exactly. you can shop where you can support, uh, you know, how what's interesting will be how it changes this whole support local, which, uh, by the way, I love, right? Like I love supporting mm-hmm. local, but it'll change this kind of support local perspective because now we're like, we're in the metaverse dog and we don't have to go anywhere you know what i mean i think it brings what, people what will be local what's yeah, local yeah. even going to be in 20 years right right yeah that's such a great point because i mean essentially what you're dealing with is like you're really bringing people closer together and i think if we i think if we do it right i think if it's i think if we teach like early education about about you know this is supposed to f- help us free up time so that we can live more creatively because that's what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. You know, the less time we have to spend on menial tasks, driving 20 minutes to the store, walking through the store, driving 20 (laughs) minutes back, you know? Yeah. I I hate driving, honestly. Like that's, that's one of the things I just, I can't stand how much time I have to spend in the car. You know, I, you know, I try to use, listen to podcasts or put on masterclass or whatever, but, I spend a ton of time in the car and I, <laughs> that's right, one of the great things right, about man. work, working for myself is now I don't have a nine to five commute. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. But you know, like we, that. we start, we start taking this time that we don't have to do these menial tasks, you know, and I mean, good heavens, we, we shop online and our orders can be filled by robots. Yeah, I mean, they, they've the technology is yeah. there. I mean, I've seen it demonstrated multiple times, where it can, robots can pack your orders and everything else. So you don't even have to have humans do it, and humans can focus on what we are good at, which is creating. Yeah. Robots yeah. don't create. Robots right. don't right. see the future and then make it. Robots perform tasks. Yeah, but humans so I, Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think I'm in between. Do you remember that that um, that video with it was it was Elon Musk and Jack Ma from Alibaba and they were mm-hmm. they were at like an AI conference and Jack was like oh it's never gonna happen and then Elon was like <laughs> you're an idiot <laughs> I think I'm basically because it will yeah I was like it will happen but I think if we do if we do it right it will allow us to like 
do what we're good at. Because like, I remember, like I, I, I went to school for accounting and we had whole classes on, um, you know, AI and accounting. I, uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Damage Plan Insurance. Damage Plan Insurance is your local insurance company that will always make sure of two things, that you have the correct coverage and that you're paying the least amount possible for those coverages. Zach is a really good friend of mine. In fact, he's been on the podcast before. I use all of my insurance through him and he's done a wonderful job. So give Zach and his team a call today, 385-243-2900. Again, that's 385-243-2900. Or you can find him on all social media under Damage Plan Insurance. Make sure that you're paying the least amount possible for the most coverage. So give Damage Plan a shot and it'll be the best decision you've ever made. Whatever, right? Machine learning and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And what's nice is like, yes, you can hire a, a computer to do your books for the company, right? But the problem is, is, and maybe this changes, right? But for the most part, like right now, that AI or machine learning can't tell you what the numbers mean. It just gives you data, no. right? It doesn't no, really tell you data. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, maybe, maybe at some point it's like, hey, you have a, because there is, there is, out, you know, technology out there that's like ranks it, right? It rank, gives you risks, like based on your numbers and what we know, this is what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, for now, you know, we're just going it and, and robots can't start businesses and, and what's what's funny is like people are freaking out, but I was talking to my little brother about this the other day. Um, like just be open with what you want to do because a job that you might take in 20 years doesn't even exist right now, or 10 or five. You know what I mean? Like those jobs don't even exist yet. That's exactly it. And you have to be able to pivot. You know, that that's been like my story from the very beginning is just pivot, 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 pivot until you find the place where you can land and yeah. make something yeah for sure for sure uh yeah no I, I mean truly i couldn't agree more so um for you right now you're doing all this stuff but like i'm curious what what are some of like your your visions for the company your your goals i'm glad you asked i so i have a big goal we're working on right now um i was reading an article a month or two about a month and a half ago i guess and it had some pretty scary statistics in it for me and um mm -hmm. one of them was that nearly 80 percent of all museums art galleries and similar institutions were forced to close at some point during the pandemic yeah yeah and as many as 20 percent may never reopen that Whoa. was bad yeah. Yeah. Why the the estimates happen? range from like 12 to 20 something percent may never reopen um, because they lost patronage, you know, so they didn't have the money to stay open. And then it takes money to kind of get open again and get the patronage back and all this stuff. And to me, that yeah. that is terrifically bad because those institutions, we depend on those institutions, um, you know, to preserve culture yeah. and history and all that stuff. And yeah. we might lose them. So wait, hold on, time out. I lost you there for a second. So your one of your goals is to help preserve preserve the museums and art galleries and okay. similar institutions. Um, okay. So um, and and we want to do that, you know, using three D tours. Um, 
and our vision, our thought is this, go and, and, and make 3D tours of these institutions, embed videos and, and text and images and all these things to make it a rich experience. Yeah. And then sell it, you know, make a membership out of it. Pay 20, 30, 50 bucks a year or something like that to yeah. be able to visit 50 museums. That's a really oh, that's good dope. deal. That's dope. You know? And so that's yeah. what we're trying to build right now. Oh man, that's cool. You could, you, wow. Yeah. You could totally do that for sure. Yeah. I mean, you could get 10,000, 100,000 million plus people all paying a membership to see all these museums. And most of those people would never go to most of those museums in person, you know? And so then at the yeah. end of the year, you know, we and can kind of sp yeah. split the money. Well, and what's cool, what would be cool about that? But yeah, you could make like a, oh, bro, you could make like a, like a museum metaverse where you have like, like the, like the mall of America, but like in the virtual world with all the museums kind of lined up in a row. Eventually, yes. Is that what you're yes. thinking? Is, exactly. that what, is that what? Eventually, yes. <laughs> that, that is exactly the idea. So once, you wow. know, once we start okay. it, we have, you know, a hundred thousand people or something, you know, um, all paying you know, then all that, you know, that's, that's money that these museums don't have to work for, you know, yeah. and then they get it every yeah, year would, to preserve yeah. the building and everything. And then over time, as we get more and more and we have a bigger user base, the idea is, yeah, to work with some of these, these companies that already have the expertise in building these virtual yeah. worlds to, I don't, I don't know exactly how it would work, convert these museums or embed them somehow in the virtual worlds. So people could just walk in you know, go into this world and there's the Smithsonian Air and Space. There's the National, you know, yeah, the Natural History Museum. There's the one, there's one in Idaho. There's one in California. There's one in, you know, and all, and they just walk down. Some of the ones like in the street. Uh, across the world too. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, we can eventually get, get some of the ones internationally and just make this a big thing so that you could visit anything you wanted, anytime, anywhere. That's cool. That that's pretty awesome, actually. You could do put that in the Oculus or the VR headset, dude. Yep, that would be dope. Yep, and that's <laughs> I the think idea. That'd be awesome. What the heck? That'd be way cool. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and we'll make it even better than than the physical tours. Physical tours, you walk through, you can read about things on plaques, but with the three D tour, I can embed videos. So as you're walking through yeah. the Smithsonian Air and Space, I love. Air and Space. That's one of my favorite museums. Smithsonian right. Air and Space. And you see the Minuteman missile, you know, click on it and up comes this video of like, this is how we made this. This is what it does and all this stuff. Yeah. And, and it just makes it so much richer than even being there in person. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. Wow, man. That's crazy. Well, that's yep. really cool. I really like that. I think you got something really special going on there, bro. I think Thank that's you. awesome. Well, that's cool, dude. Um, so I'll give you some, I'll give you some time back in your night, but I really like, I really like what you're doing. Um, will you let us know like how everybody can find you and maybe where they can see some of your work currently? Sure. Um, so I have several websites we've been working on realscape media, just R E A L S C A P E media.com is sort of our main one where we display a lot of our work. Um, okay. realscape, Luxury is where I show off some of the luxury homes we've done. 
And then it's under construction right now, but Realscape Tours is where we're going to be hosting our museums. Um, so probably oh, early next cool. month, if you want to get in on the pre-sell um, for it, we're not going to charge anybody until we have a certain number of museums, you know, to make it worth your while. So if you want to get in at a, you know, low price while we, while we build <laughs> this out, um, it would help us because the more people we have sign up, the more power I have to go to these places and say, Hey, look, I have a thousand, I have 10,000 people who want this, you know, yeah. get in on this and then we can get more and kind of play it back and forth. That's, so those three real escape media, real escape luxury, real escape tours. Wow, man. Well, Hey, that's awesome, brother. Thank you so much for jumping on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah.